Hi guys, welcome to the first episode of my first non-course related podcast. It's called Korean Drama Hours with me, Astrid, aka at Selenet on Twitter. The second letter E is written with the number three and I don't quite remember why it's so, but it's already like that on Twitter and I'm too lazy to change that. So there we go. Well, The first few episodes of this podcast is going to tackle the Korean drama Stranger or Secret Force or The Force of Secrets, aka Bimire Soup. Well, that's four titles for just one drama. But there are reasons behind that, which I'm going to talk about here um, on this first episode. So please stay tuned with me, okay? going to talk about in this episode we're going to talk about three things actually the first is what is this drama actually and what is the genre and the second is about the title why is the title like that i mean why there are like four different titles for just one show And who is the writer? Why did she write this kind of thing? Isn't this like heavy stuff? You know, when you talk about this, this isn't something that you can just talk about lightly because it affects a real nation. The topics that she covered within the drama are current day topics in South Korea, especially the topic that she talked about in the second season. It's still ongoing right now. It's still a very serious national issue in South Korea, but also the other issues that she covers globally relevant um, to other nations as well. So why did she, how did she come up with such things? You might wonder, and I'm going to talk about that. So what is the genre of the show? Well, actually based on Netflix, where the show is available for its entire current two seasons, um, the drama is actually in a suspense, thriller, crime uh, genre, and it's also marketed as being cerebral. So you might want to consider that before starting but it's also its main charm if i may say so 
it requires you to think, but it's also suspenseful, so you don't feel too burdened while watching, or at least that's my impression out of it. Um, and I don't think it will hinder you in understanding the plot because many people out there in the social media already talk about the show and I already did talk about both its first and second seasons um, to help you out with what's actually going on in the drama regarding its current day issues in South Korea. And also about characters, extra, so you won't have any problems regarding that, really. Um, but mainly I will, I want to say that the first season feels different compared with the second season because the approach of the writer is kind, kind of different. The writer herself explained, um, I think in 2019, if I'm not mistaken, but I might be mistaken, but she already explained that um, for the first season, she tried to branch out from one case to multiple cases, uh, whereas for the second season, she actually did the opposite. She started out from several cases, which ended up being connected to one case. So she had different approaches for the two seasons, and I like that so much, especially after I knew or I'm after finding out that she wasn't originally a script writer to begin with. She wasn't even interested in social political issues so for me that's a fascinating and also shocking revelation so um when watching the first season i noticed that the writer seems to really have similarity with uh, nordic noir stories or scandi noir as some call this genre um in that the investigations of slow burn process and usually the protagonist is a troubled character and there are strong women featured throughout the story. I find this similar to the series The Bridge uh, and also The Killings. Um, uh, I also noticed the similarities with stories such as the Millennium series which was originally write, uh, sorry, written by Sig Larsen and also stories by Henning Mankell, um, Joe Nesbo, you name them, you Nordic noir writers. Huang Shimok as an emotionally distant character, someone who even has a disability in that regard, is so similar with other troubled characters from Nordic Noir series. And that for me is a the main one of the main charms of the story. Because I think it was rare back then. I mean there were many after you know the recent drama of actress So Yeji it's okay to be not okay, for example, and also by actor Yi Jun Gi, Flower of Evil, also featured people with um, mental, I would say it's a, a disability, you know, they, they were unable to be attuned to emotions the way that uh, many other people are attuned to their emotions. But back then in 2017, when Secret Forest was first aired. Huang Shimuk was the first among 
um, dramas, um, the assemble of dramas within that period that featured an emotionally disabled character. So that was one of the similarities with Nordic Noir, I feel, because like Isabel Salander in um, Millennium series, she also has some problems in trying to mingle and trying to interact with other people because she's deemed unsympathetic, etc. People think that she's emotionally aloof and so they stay away from her that kind of problem and also the you know the jab at social problems and the actors that might cause such problems you know politics wise or economic wise it's also similar with nordic noir series so i love that very much from the first season. Whereas the second season, I find it interesting that it has similarities to um, late 19th century Russian novels, um, especially because two characters there, Zhang Minha, a character of actress Pak Jion, and also Huang Ximok, a character of actor Cho Songu, mentioned the book Crime and Punishment by Fyodor Dostoevsky. And I think it points out towards a slow but steady process of actually discovering or unraveling the thought process of criminals and lawmakers. So the two different approaches somehow don't collide with each other when I compare them, but rather they go along together very well. They harmonize each other. And so I like both seasons immensely. In that regard, of course, um, I have things that I don't like from the first season or the second season, but for that alone, I like it so much. So now we're going to talk about a title of the drama. So Why Stranger and Secret Forest or Forest of Secrets or Bimire Sup, as you may know it in Korean. What is the reasons behind the existence of these four titles? Well, for once, usually Korean dramas and Korean Cheongmuro or movies are titled both in a Korean way, marketed towards the domestic market, and international way, which means that they're gearing up the titles to be marketed to the international market. Um, in the case of Primera Soup or Secret Forest, strangely enough, sorry for the pun, it is fully intended. The original title is not Secret Forest or Forest of Secrets, but instead it's Stranger. So the writer stated uh, in, I think it was quoted by a South Korean podcast in 2018, as translated by one of my mutuals on Twitter, at VTRQ, um, the writer stated that she originally intended for the stranger within the title to be the criminals being investigated by her two protagonists, her two main ones at least, because there are several more other protagonists within the drama, but she intended the stranger here to mean or to signify the criminals being investigated by both Wang Shimok, 
whom I already mentioned earlier, and Han Yo Jin, the character of actress Bae Duna. And both of these people would start to disclose or try to unmask the stranger who are the criminals whom people originally believed to be just ordinary people. People think that these criminals are just ordinary people that we interact whom we interact with, who we probably even trust, and it turns out they're criminals and the strangeness of them uh, is what makes them stranger in the writer's perspective. However, because I'm a sociologist, uh, I also became familiar with this theory called The Stranger by German social theorist Georg Simmel. And he stated that the stranger essentially is a person or persons in a society who are probably considered outside of the norm or values that are considered standard within that society. They're considered outsiders because probably their race or ethnicity is different or probably because of other reasons in which they cannot be fully be immersed or be accepted within that particular society. So in this case, in this drama's case, I mean, the strangers here, in my opinion, are not the criminals, but the four main characters who last throughout the two seasons of the drama. And they are Huang Ximok, whom I already mentioned. I keep saying this because he was the first character that I mentioned along with Jong Mina, strangely. And Han Yo Jin. And there are also So Dong Jae, the character of actor Yoo Jun Yok. And Yeon Jae, the character of actress Yoon Sea. Now, these people, these characters, they live within their own circles, sometimes separately and sometimes together. But in the case of Yeon Jae, she's more often alone than not, which is quite sad for me because she lost her husband. Mm, this is a spoiler, but I assume that you probably already knew. Um, she lost her husband, so in the second season, she had to contend with the difficulties and challenges faced by a female CEO of a company, which still thrives, but it also faces many legal challenges and obstacles. And she's not really considered important within her own family. She was just there in the first season, considered as an heiress by her father, and the only person that she trusted was her late husband. Now, in the second season, she had this character who, at the surface, was willing to help her, but I still don't know his real motive yet. Was he really honest in trying to help her out? Because we we saw him in the second season, this character named Pak Seng Mu, or director Pak. He refused so much money, you know, he could probably just 
steal some money, but he didn't. But then I still don't really trust him yet. I mean, many viewers did and still do, but I don't. And that's it. Uh, that's my opinion about the character. So I consider Yi and Jae's being quite alone. Well, Sorung Jae offered her a help, you know, in trying to make her position to establish it as being more secure within the company and also probably bridging that with the prosecution system. But it didn't fully work because he experienced something, an incident, well, a kidnapping, let me be truthful about it. And it sort of delayed all his plans probably for the future season if it's ever being made um but so far she's alone and Sorongje here another character whom I also observe or consider as being quite alienated or ostracized he wasn't a really I wouldn't say that he wasn't an important character, but he wasn't considered as important. He thought that he was secure enough, that he was an important person enough to be regarded as probably equals with his superiors, even because in the first season he had protection of his now dead mentor, Yi Changjun, the character of actor Yu Jae-myung. So for So Dong-jae, he had to somehow find his own niche. He had to secure his own position. Well, un- but unfortunately for him, his educational background and probably also his social class background, I suspect, was not the same or is not the same with other characters within uh, the persecution system. He didn't come from a prestigious university, the SKY. He didn't graduate from Seoul University or Korea University or Yonsei University or any reputable university you may mention. He just graduated from a very obscure place, but he had the ambition, you know, to actually climb up to mobilize upward within his career circles. And unfortunately, it didn't really work for him. So after his mentor passed away, he had to turn to to the junior whom he originally had a bad relationship with. And this is Huang Shimok or even Han Yojin, whom he, well, I must say manhandled. He treated her so violently, at least in one scene, probably more in the first season. But now these two characters, Han Yojin and Huang Shimok, are the only ones who he can rely on. And that's sad. He is married, but I don't think his relationship was really good uh, during the first season. Uh, I noticed that he was so distant from his wife in the first season. He barely mentioned her, if ever. And in the second season, uh, he also was so busy working that I don't believe he had the time to interact with his kids he had two sons, he has two sons, but I don't think he could maintain that. He tried so hard to, I mean, before he was kidnapped, 
One of the websites listed in a search history was about parents taking their children to a summer trip, something. Um, but I don't think his relationships with his kids are, are particularly good because I can't imagine being so busy working even when everybody else had stopped working. He still works. So I can't imagine. Maybe he has ways, but I don't, I don't know. I'm not sure. Um, and his wife comes from a higher social class than he does. And I'm sure that probably creates many problems in a society like South Korea, which is so entrenched in this degrees and social levels and such things, uh, social classes and, you know, school ties and school background. He really has no advantages regarding these aspects. So that's So Dongji for you. And then Huang Ximok, of course, I already mentioned that he suffers from this ailment, an emotional disability caused by a brain surgery that he had no other choice but to undergo when he was a teenager because he was so sensitive to external stimuli that he couldn't handle it and causing him tinnitus. But still, even after the surgery, he occasionally experienced that tinnitus. It sometimes is back for him and really hinders him from, you know, doing his daily tasks because he had to somehow deal with the pain, the physical pain, the actual physical pain. And only several people... I don't think there are many people who know this, aside from his family, of course, and then Han Yujin, the other protagonist of the drama. Now, going uh, forward to Han Yujin, we can see that she wasn't really being ostracized in the first season. She's very well liked, but then she was promoted and it causes tension and jealousy from her male co-workers. She was already being discriminated in the first season because she's a woman and because of her principles. But in the second season, it's even more so because she helped bringing down one of her bosses. Um, and one of them is Cherby, the character of actress John Hyejin. And for this character, Han Yojin is someone who she wants to mentor for Choi But Yojin is someone who is also principled and she's not willing to trade those principles with a higher or more comfortable position at work. So she turns out to be another, sadly, another stranger, another estranged people at the end of the second series and we still don't know yet how will she thrive or survive going forward. So that's my take on who the strangers are. And you can probably compare it with the writer's take. And they're different. Well, am I allowed to do this? Well, according to the theory of death of the author, I'm allowed to do that because there could be many discourses within one text. Now, moving on to the title Secret Force, which is the current title of the drama. The Secret Force here, of course, refers to the state of South Korean society 
as a society riddled with problems or the secrets referred to in the title. What are these problems? They are social, political, economic, and cultural problems, but mainly it's about corruption, which is why one of the main or the core problems pictured in the drama is about corruption. It's because the writer wants to criticize this. She wants to show South Korea as a, well, literally a concrete forest full of problems that have to be exposed and have to be solved in order for the society for the society to move forward clearly and with a clear purpose and sense of social justice. And this is the function of the protagonists within the story. We still have two morally gray characters. Um, some viewers probably see Yeonje as an antagonist, but for me, she's a morally gray character, and so is Sodongje. But Han Yeojin and Hwang Shimok are clearly protagonists. They have clear sense of purpose and a clear sense of morality. So they are the ones who are going to expose this. And if you see from the opening credits of both the first and second seasons, then you can clearly see that the directors, An Gil-ho for the first season and Park Hyun-sok for the second season, they both tried to portray this story as a story about a forest, which is um, for the first season's opening credits is um, portrayed by the bleak landscape of Seoul as a city. It's shown there as a lonely, darkened, quiet, eerily quiet place. And in second season, you can clearly see it's being animated as a literal con- concrete forest. And the secrets there are what these characters are going to expose. And they keep doing that for the second and first seasons. Now moving on to the last section of the episode, which is about the writer. So writer Yi Suyeon, she is a graduate of Yiwa Women's University, majoring in Chinese literature and language. If I'm not mistaken, that's from Namawiki. And you can see her short bio on that website. She stated herself that she wasn't someone who's interested in politics, law, or any of this stuff, which is surprising for me as a viewer and probably also for many other viewers as well, because she seems to be so knowledgeable in the national problems of her country, South Korea. But she stated that she only began to be interested in such issues um, before, during, and after the impeachment of former President Park Geun-hye. She was impeached on December 2016 and then was later sentenced to 24 years in prison in 2018. And during those years, she began her, she did her, um, I mean, the writer did her extensive research on these, the causes of this impeachment and its effects. And you could probably see later, this is why in 2017, there are many many dramas starring or featuring prosecutors. It's because prosecution 
and the police, of course, but the prosecution was the one who gained many media attention for, you know, um, enlightening the public and revealing the reasons behind the impeachment, which are related to corruption scandal, bribery, coercion by Park Geun-hye and her networks, including someone she really trusted at that time, but stood outside of the government circle, actually someone named Choi Sun-sil, who is her longtime friend. And the scandal around surrounding that, including the former president's poor response regarding the tragedy with the Seoul Ferry, it caused her downfall and people who decide and then there were people including her own people who um, decided that this wouldn't be good if it continued and then she was later impeached for those reasons that i mentioned so um writer Yi Soo-yeon began interested in this and then she decided to become a scriptwriter and wrote something out of it. This is coming from someone who she admitted wasn't interested in such things and wasn't originally a scriptwriter before. It's so surprising and I really love that for her. And I'm glad that she wrote that because it brings hope towards not only her country, South Korea, but also other nations worldwide because it shows that sometimes you can help Um, push forward democracy by portraying real events and uh, beginning from the causes and the effects. So I love that for her. And um, well, I mentioned that in 2017, there were other dramas featuring prosecutor. It's not just this one, um, Stranger Secret Force, but there are also other dramas. You can watch Suspicious Partner for one, starring Ji chang and Nam Ji-hyun. And there was also Good Manager or Chief Kim, starring Nam Gung-min and Yi jun ho And there was um, another, yet another prosecutor featuring drama, uh, and that was Lookout or The Guardian, starring Yi Si-young and Kim Yong-kwang. If I forgot to mention any other dramas, you can probably just add me later. But the reason is because the prosecution was thought to be so prominent in bringing him down. But the current administration under uh, Moon Jae-in believes that somehow the prosecution has to be curbed or probably not curbed of power. I'm maybe mistaken in this, but I think it had to be some check mechanism in which they probably have may not be that powerful yet because it could go unchecked because of the long history between the government the police and the prosecutor dated dated back from even after or during the colonization under the imperial japan back then in the early 20th century and so um These problems cause the well the problems with how the prosecution had to be handled. They wanted a clear and um, more accountable or responsible prosecution, but also on the other hand, 
there are supporters of the persecution being this strong. So it's currently a real conflict. It's not just what you see in the film. It is actually still an ongoing conflict between the Ministry of Justice, the police and the persecution right now in South Korea. So it's also a sensitive issue, which I hope I didn't wrongfully explain to you guys. Okay, so that's all for the episode for, of um, my podcast. And that's the first episode. Sorry if, if there are so many mistakes and probably bad audio quality, etc. Uh, anyway, thank you for, tun- for tuning in, guys, and for staying with me for a while and for listening to me. And I hope I can see you later explaining more stuff about this drama before I move on to other dramas. Okay, thank you, and I hope you all enjoy your day, whatever you're doing today.